Greetings and welcome to the Retribe podcast. My name is Clay Schmitz and I will be your host as we explore tribe and how to retribe. And if we want to retribe and find out what's there for us, is there something there for us? And if so, how can we bring more of that tribe way of living into our modern life? This podcast is brought to you by ClayIsland.com. We have a lot of exciting, fulfilling, satisfying, juicy podcasts and videos and articles coming your way, and we look forward to releasing all this wonderful content. So please head on over to the website, get a subscription, start that subscription, or head on over to our Patreon page and send your support there. We welcome your support. We appreciate your support. All your support is appreciated and welcomed, and we thank you so much for everything that you do. And We really thank you for listening, and we hope to see you soon. Good morning. I'm going to jump right into the practical reasons why I barefoot and and the benefits that I've experienced. So right off the bat, I save a fortune on shoes. I I cannot remember the last time I bought a pair of shoes. I, I see no need to buy another pair of shoes anytime soon. When I was wearing thick shoes and, you know, with arch support and heels and toe protectors and all this, all this uh, stuff, I, I could not run. I tried running and I, I, you know, hiking, long walks, all that. I would have just unexplainable random knee, hip and, and back pain. That is all gone now when I hike or run or skate or, or do whatever that, that I don't have that pain. And so, so I'm. I my I restored health to my feet, and the side benefit is that all these other mysterious pains that I was getting are now that I did not connect to uh, my feet are now gone. So that that's another wonderful benefit. Stronger ankles. You would think that after having six sprained ankles that I that I would wake up and 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 realize that my shoes were not protecting my ankles at all so i used to go down that path of high tops and lacing tighter and even wearing ankle braces and none of it helped i would still sprain my ankles and then once since i've gone uh, barefoot i i get this amazing feedback from the ground my feet tell me in a fraction of a second what kind of surface i'm landing on and because i have no shoes on and and not being uh, restricted, my movements are free. I, I'm able to make these really quick micro adjustments and and to save my ankles from if I land on an, an awkward thing or, or you know the whole concept of rolling an ankle is really hard or at least for me so far it's been impossible when I'm barefoot because I I have that instant feedback and also because I'm not um, putting my feet in these casts or my ankles in these casts the the atrophy has gone away and my feet are now stronger empowering it's been extremely empowering to be able to just burst out the door and go running or walking without need for any shoes i'm no longer dependent on these these prosthetics or these casts or these these um devices that i thought i needed just to to be a human to be in nature to be to move period i you know i i i rarely used to go anywhere barefoot, maybe the beach now and then, or um, on a grassy park, maybe I'd occasionally, you know, grassy field, go run on, on barefoot. But other than that, like for most of my life, I I needed these shoes and, and it was, uh, you know, this constant um, search for the right shoe or, or fit and, and, you know, adding the fashion element into there. It was this whole 
this whole codependent dependent thing on on these shoes that I didn't need. And so now that I'm free of that, it's really great to be able to just go out and do something without needing any gear whatsoever, just to be able to to take off and literally, you know, run or even just walk or stand or and I've been doing that in all conditions, hot, cold, you know, through the winter now and and it's, so it's great. I really really feel empowered by doing that. I am no longer foot binding, which is essentially what wearing shoes is or, or putting my feet in these casts that cause my feet to atrophy in my legs and all these other parts of my body that aren't allowed to move freely when I wear thick, rigid shoes with heels and all these other things that interfere with the, the natural technology that my feet have developed or evolved into over thousands, if not millions of years. So, and another way of saying that is I'm being kind to my body and I'm trusting that I and my feet are the technology that nature has carefully and lovingly developed and, and perfected over thousands and thousands of years. For over 30 years, I believed and saw shoes as protecting my feet from the harshness of the world. I had the belief that the cold feet exposing my feet to cold, going out barefoot in the winter or in the rain, these kind of things made me sick, made people sick. This is how you get sick. You expose your body to some kind of cold or, or, or you know, you don't wear a jacket, don't wear shoes, don't wear these things, and you go out in the cold and you're going to get sick. This was the belief I had for over 30 years. The other thing that was that I needed shoes to protect my feet from getting bruised, from getting cut, from exposing my skin to you know, whatever nasty stuff was on the concrete or pavement, you know, the, the city grime or, or diseases, you know, worms, what, whatever it was that was in the earth or, or from uh, just rocks and shrubs and, and dirt and things of these nature that supposedly our feet just weren't designed to, to handle or we, we weren't tough enough. You know, somehow we, we are different than rest of nature and we need these um, devices to survive on planet earth. For ankle support, I I uh, had a couple sprained ankles playing basketball, and I thought, oh, you know, I need I need more support, so I need to wear high tops all the time, lace them up tight, and it just progressed down that road of more and more support. And also in in high school, as I was um, became kind of obsessed with one, you know, wanting to dunk, wanting to be like Michael Jordan, and and all the the, the people in the slam dunk contests, and wanting to jump high, and so I was like, I assumed that. In order to jump high or or jump higher, I needed uh, padding for landing. You know, my feet, my body's not designed to to absorb these shocks. So, so of course, I need thicker and and more padding and more support and and all these kinds of things. And I also believe that shoes performance. You know, that if you had the right shoe, the designed the right way for and of course for each particular sport. You know, I needed a shoe for basketball, a different shoe for skating, a different shoe for running, and then for track, you needed. Uh, these shoes with spikes on them and, and on down the line, snowboard, skiing, um, you know, tennis, golf, you need all these different shoes for all these different things, you know? And so I, I just, I was really hooked into that belief and had a full closet of, of various shoes for all these different activities and often several pairs, especially basketball. You know, that was, that was my primary sport as a kid. And so I had lots of uh, high top sneakers and I've always wanted the latest, greatest most advanced and with the most support and even when the pump came out you know that famous dunk contest where the guy d brown i believe his name was pumps up his shoes and then goes and dunks and then he wins the contest if i remember correctly and so i was like oh 
they, the shoes must have helped. I got to go out and get these shoes. And so I went out and got the pumps and, you know, on and on and on. And then now that I have um, broken through or let go of or, or freed myself from those um, limiting and, and, and very narrow and, and short-sighted views that, that somehow human beings can't survive or, or need shoes in order to function in the world, um, it, it breaks my heart to see all these, now that I'm a father, to see all these kids, these toddlers, these babies being put in these just thick, rigid shoes and see these kids wobbling around and just, I can just see their gates are being inhibited and they they just don't look like they're moving right or having fun. And they're, you know, they're tripping more and they're stumbling and it's just, and the parents are so adamant about, oh, I got to have shoes, you know, got to protect your feet. And there's just this, this cultural belief that somehow we, we need shoes or terrible things are going to happen, you know, get sick, get cut. Uh, and, and so on the one hand, it's like, yeah, I get it. You know, good job parents for, for wanting to uh, keep your child safe and protect your child. And at the same time, it's, it's frustrating and, and, and um, sad to see that, that our belief of protection has been warped and twisted to the point that we're actually crippling our children. We're, we're doing foot binding, you know, we're putting our children's feet in these casts that not only cripple their feet, narrow their feet, narrow their toes, uh, weaken and atrophy that don't allow the toes and the feet and and all that to form properly, but then it it travels up the whole length of the body and they can't move properly. They don't learn to run properly, and they probably like me grow up believing, or they might unfortunately grow up to believe that they cannot run or that they're not born to run or somehow running is is beyond their grasp. Is that that's kind of the the belief I adopted is that running was this like real hard, painful um, thing and in in basketball practice, running lines was, um, in a way, kind of a punishment, or it was this dreadful thing that we all hated doing, and and it was done to get in shape and to to be tough and all this. And but it, man, that's I never wanted to run because it was always like boring and this. It was never for joy or just the sake of like going out and and oh, I feel like running. I'm just gonna run and take it off, you know, like Forrest Gump. Just felt like running and just go and do it. You know, it was always a ah, really we gotta run. Ah, you know, this sucks. So that was that was the thing, and so that that brings me to why I, I'm really, uh, the, you know, the two reasons I'm doing this podcast on barefoot is is one, it, it was for me the gateway to tribe, and two, to see see all these kids going down this road of shoes and and atrophy and crippling feet is, I, you know, it was really hard for me to transition from from these thick boots and with heels and everything to barefoot, you know, it took me years and I had to go just small micro amounts at a time, you know, like a hundred feet a day or, you know, a hundred steps a day was about as all I could do and without being in pain. So it it took years, literally. I mean, it's, I've been doing this for around seven years now and it, I think it was a good two to three years for me to get to the point where I could actually wear a minimalist moccasin type shoe every day and not be in pain you know that that's it and i was i was cautious i had heard the horror stories about people getting stress fractures because their feet were so weak and atrophied that they couldn't handle just being human and walking around it was too much for their feet and so um that that's the the second reason i really want to try to uh share this what i've learned in my experience and 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 
the wisdom that's been given to me to pass that on and hopefully um, shine some light on on what we're doing to our kids and and um, save them the pain of having to not be able to walk, not be able to run, or, or to be dependent on these orthotics, these these essentially prosthetics, and um, liberate them, let them naturally fall in love with running and jumping and climbing and and doing all these things in nature that that are so much more fun in bare feet. Transitioning from thick soled, heeled, rigid boots with tons of padding and really high arch support and these uh, thick uppers and toe boxes and lots of protection, so-called protection all the way around. That was the shoe I wore for years. And and my transition away from that to barefoot uh, has been a, a gateway for me to tribe, to, to the hunter-gatherer lifestyle, to um, all things ancient, all the, the ways of living of our ancestors. That was the first thing that, that really exposed me or, or proved to me that, that doing things in the old way, the ancient way, not only was it valuable, but it was superior to, to our modern way of doing things, that running barefoot or in, in these real thin, minimalist, you know, moccasin-type uh, footwear was vastly superior to any of the really uh, high-heeled, you know, really thick cushion-type shoes with all the, you know, nowadays they have, I don't know what, gear and, and self-lacing and, and electronics and all this other stuff in there. And, and, and my own experience has been that, that, that just getting rid of all that has been an improvement and, and allowed me to run and move and, and do things that I never thought possible. I ran a 12-mile Tough Mudder uh, course race uh, event in toe shoes, you know, the ultra minimalist, real thin shoes. And I, I never in a million years, number one, I never thought I could run 12 miles, you know, half marathon to begin with, but to do it on rocky terrain in the Sierra Nevada mountains through all kinds of water and obstacles and whatnot. And in these super minimalist shoes, you know, I, I just never would have thought it possible. And so it's, it was a huge and amazing transition for me. And, and, and after going through that, I started to say, well, what what else have I been told that's supposedly good for me or I need it or it's for my protection that it's not true that I don't need that stuff? You know, you know, pick the thing of glasses or just diet, what I eat, uh, uh, all of it. And, and I, so I started questioning all the ways I was living and, and started looking back at how did humans, how did we used to live? How did my ancestors live? And what, what else am I missing? What else am I, am I doing that's not serving me or, or downright harmful to me? You know, what modern way of doing things am, am I using now that's actually uh, toxic and, and destructive to not only my body and to my mental and physical and emotional health, but to the, the people around me, to my surroundings, to the earth, you know, and to nature. And so that was a real eye-opening and, and really fun introduction for me to to uh you know this amazing discovery like holy cow i don't need this stuff i can run i can throw off all this stuff and just go out into nature and my feet my body has all this amazing technology that i didn't know i had and so that was really um powerful for me i'm still amazed at how i stumbled onto or got into or was kind of pushed into this whole barefoot and and running in in general 
um, ideas that I, you know, I'd always wanted to run and, and always struggled with it. And I was always very impressed and, and in awe of people who were um, good runners or had that stride or I was just like, wow, they just look like they're doing it. They make it look easy and they're having fun. And so in my first marriage, my, my wife started getting into running and, and I just had this sense that it was a stress relief for her. And, and, you know, we were having marital problems and, and to a degree, she was probably literally running away from the marriage. And I had kind of a sense of that. And I was scared that I'd be left maybe, or, or just spend enough time together. And I wanted to spend more time. And I, I thought, well, Hey, if I get into running, then that's something we can do together. And, and so I, I attempted to run and I had these hiking boots on with, you know, they were three quarter top and had thick, uh, heel, you know, big heel, uh, raise really high, thick arch support and just really rigid all around. And, you know, with this big, um, toe protector type box thing. And, and, uh, so I, I just went outside and I tried to run and I got about a hundred steps and I was just in so much pain. I could not continue. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is stupid. I, who, you know, running is ridiculous. I'm never, you know, who runs like this is, how can anybody run if it's this painful? So I, I kind of squashed or gave up on the idea of running in that moment and started, I'm like, all right, well, all these people run. So I started searching, you know, like what, what, um, how do they run? You know, I'm, all these people are running. They must, you know, they can't all hate it. It can't be all painful or they wouldn't do it. And so I started exploring, um, how to run. And I, I think kind of the seeds that were planted earlier on is I'd, I'd heard of the Kenyans running barefoot and probably had heard of the, the famous Ethiopian marathon runner. And so that I had that, I, I don't think I've, I'd ever seen images or video, but I, I'd heard the stories. And so there, I knew of this idea of barefoot. And then probably the first real image I saw that planted the seed that, that we can run barefoot was seeing in the endless summer too, they were in Fiji and there's, there's video of a, a Fijian kid walking on the reef barefoot and he's, he's just doing it effortlessly. Like it's not bothering his feet at all. Meanwhile, the, the tenderfoots, the, the Americans are wearing these reef walkers, these, you know, thick sold, um, rubber boots to protect their feet from the reef. And they're, even then they're struggling, you know, so that, that really planted the seed, this idea that our feet can adapt to harsh environments and be perfectly okay. And at the same time, uh, he made, you know, the, the director, Bruce Brown, made the comment that his feet are like steel belted radials. That at the time repulsed me or scared me. I was, well, I was like, man, if I have these like calloused, you know, thick, gnarly feet, that's how I pictured it, that I'd be unattractive to women or women would find that gross or I'd be some kind of freak. And so like I, that, that scared me. I was like, I, you know, I don't want to go down that road. But at the same time, it, it planted the seed, the idea that we can run and and be in nature barefoot and our feet will adapt you know just it just takes a, a time or it's it's a natural process so in my search for barefoot barefoot ted came up and he is a he got i think is is he's known for his barefoot skateboarding and particularly this it was kind of a fringe uh subculture of skateboarding called long distance pumping which was skating on a unique board setup where you never put your feet down you just you just move your your body and your feet and your hips in a certain way that allows the board to propel itself. And so, when I got into that, I, was, I I'd heard about this guy Ted, and and so in searching for that, I was like, oh, I had a you know Ted, and then I found out he's in this book called Born to Run. And so I 
downloaded the audiobook Born to Run and I've listened to it four or five times now and I it's a I really enjoyed that book. Wonderful, wonderful book and and really sold me on the idea that human beings have the technology to run. It's it's natural and native to our feet and to our abilities and every human being it can run. And so that that really I reprogrammed myself to to let go of all these old ideas about feet and what foot health looks like and and the idea that we can all uh, run. So that was really helpful for me and started me on that that path of of attempting to do this this minimalist or barefoot thing. And so I ordered a pair of modern day moccasins. They were Terra Plana, which is now uh, Vivo Barefoot. And I put them on and I just tried walking. I didn't try running and I walk, tried to walk down to the corner um, coffee shop and I made it about a hundred feet and a hundred steps. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is horrible. Like I, my knees hurt, my hips hurt, my back hurt. I, my feet hurt. I just didn't, I didn't, you know, I've been so conditioned and, and trained to walk in these high heeled, really cushion rigid type things that my stride was all, you know, I take these long heel striking strides with these, these um, modern shoes on. And, and so going back to this, barefoot thing, all of a sudden my, I just felt really awkward. And I, it, I basically had to learn to rewalk again. I, I did, or how to walk the way a human being is, is will naturally walk instead of this Frankenstein kind of walk and running that I had developed, um, wearing the, these casts for 30 some years. And so I, I, I heeded the warnings. Uh, there were lots of bloggers who had or uh, articles of people who had transitioned from shoes to minimalist to barefoot. And they all said, take it slow. And there were some horror stories of people that had f- stress fractures from trying to go out and run a marathon when they haven't properly um, strengthened their feet. And so I, I took it really, really slow and and took the full you know year or two of, of just a little bit of the day, maybe an hour a day or, or walking a short distance. And then I, so I'd carry two pairs. I'd carry the moccasins and my normal boots with me. And I'd wear the moccasins for like an hour and then put the boots back on and, and gradually increase the time wearing the minimalist footwear until I got to the point where my feet were strong. And an interesting th- thing happened to where I could not go back to the the boots, the old, any shoe that had this real high arch felt really unnatural and it like it was poking the bottom of my foot in an uncomfortable, awkward way. And so I, I had, that's when I knew I'd summited the barefoot or the minimalist um, peak or mountain or returned back to my normal, natural human state. It's, I, I just could, it was so uncomfortable to wear those, those high arch shoes and the heels too. I, I would just feel like I was wobbling around on these like really unstable platforms and and the, I was missing the feedback from the ground and, um, oh, and the toe box, you know, anytime I put on like a pair of cowboy boots or, or any like dress shoes that had these real narrow toe boxes, it was awful. I was just like, man, why, why do, why am I doing this? And, and so once I hit that point, I, I came to another problem, which was my feet are just slightly bigger than size 13. And most of the, the barefoot shoe, um, companies or market or, or, or demand was really small. And so these, in order to stay in business, these, the minimalist footwear companies only made up to size 13 for the most part, just because there weren't that many of us with feet my size. And so I had a real hard time finding transition shoes, finding shoes or, or even like a, a more of a boot that 
uh, would fit my feet. And I, you know, at first I bought a couple out of desperation that were just slightly too small. And I tried to suffer through having my, my, my toes bunched up at the end. And I eventually gave up and said, all right, I, you know, this is, uh, this ain't going to work. And I, you know, eventually the, as the barefoot phenomenon caught on and, and born to run became really popular and, and, um, there are more and more options. And so that was helpful. And yeah, I found some shoes that work for me. Some minimalist footwear allowed me to to wear those every day and they fit and they were comfortable. And one of the side benefits of not being able to find minimalist footwear in my size or having it be a challenge is that in the past couple of years, I've gone full barefoot. Like I don't, especially the past year, you know, on through the winter, I don't wear shoes every day. I rarely wear these minimalist shoes. You know, I'm usually walking and moving and, and, and going around barefoot, whether it's, uh, you know, everywhere. And so it's become a, you know, similar to the, my initial push into running was, was out of necessity. My, my push at the full on barefoot and away from any kind of footwear was out of necessity as well, or just the fact that I couldn't find any minimalist shoes in my size, or they were just uh, such a hassle to get that I was just like, you know, why not, why wear shoes at all? And so that was, that was cool. That was fun. Interesting how that all worked out. And I'm glad it did. Transition shoes. It was really hard for me to go from these real rigid shoes to almost nothing. And and so I, I experimented with various transition shoes of shoes that had more flexible, uh, no arch support, and, and various amounts of cushioning. And even some of the earlier moccasins I got, I put uh, two or three of the... Um, flat insoles in there to give me more cushioning as I was learning to rewalk and to get used to and, and strengthen my feet and, and learn to adjust to a more minimalist or even, you know, on, on the road to barefoot, I needed that transition. I, I, 30 years of having casts on my feet, my feet were heavily atrophied and adapted to dysfunctional ways of walking and moving and running. And so I took it really slow. And I say that because a lot, you know, there there are the horror stories of people breaking their feet because they go too fast and their and their feet aren't their bone density hasn't um, adapted to the environment and you know, our feet are naturally adaptable to the earth to running to walking and but we have to give it time you know that process would naturally happen over the course of years as we as we are born and grow up and become adults when we we short circuit that process by wearing process by wearing shoes for so many years. And, and so for me, it was really important to give myself and my body time to readapt, to transition back to a natural, healthy way and to not, not get caught up in this, this like race or this push to, to hurry up and go barefoot and, and just to be gentle and give myself a break that if I, if I can't walk in this moccasin or go barefoot right away, that's okay. You know, it's, it's going to take time. It's okay. If it takes time. One of the benefits that I didn't predict or hadn't had no clue this would happen uh, as I'm on this road to barefoot is it opened me up to being connected to the earth to um, this idea of being a steward and and uh, ecologically minded of of you know literally being grounded um, my bare skin touching the earth at all time in the form of bare feet and just what and the idea that all of our tribes all our ancestors live this way and there there's even you know i in never in a million years would i've been open to the idea of grounding and this idea that 
we're essentially electrical beings and the earth is an electrical sphere or force or, or, or entity or whatever you want to call it. And by connecting our bare feet to the ground, we, it has some kind of positive effect or, or benefit or, or nurturing effect on our bodies. And it's, um, we don't have to believe in grounding or, you know, that may seem woo woo or too far for some people. And at the same time, because I'm barefoot now and my feet are constantly in contact with surfaces, whether it's concrete or asphalt or uh, soft dirt or really rocky terrain or um, all the various ways that people try to pave over, whether it's gravel or, um, you know, throwing concrete down or uh, concrete chunks, maybe digging it up from somewhere else and throwing it down around beaches and stuff here. We have a lot of that, a lot of concrete, real uh, sharp concrete. And so I, I'm in contact with the surfaces all the time and I'm, I get the feedback of whether it, it's sharp or whether it hurts or it's hot or it's cold. And, and so it has me thinking about the earth in a way and, and, and literally being in touch with the earth and, and reflecting and contemplating on, on what, what is a, a natural or a good way to, you know, essentially asking the question, why are we putting asphalt and concrete everywhere? You know, why are we ripping up all these ecosystems and to lay down these surfaces, you know, to, and, and from the point of view of like a shoeless and a barefoot person, it seems unnecessary. We don't need sidewalks. We don't need all these paths that are paved, you know, and smooth everywhere. It, it, it takes the fun out of running and walking. And, and it's also harder to be a barefoot enthusiast when there's all these person, human-made sharp edges that, that aren't really natural to nature. Like a lot of, like the dirt is usually formed in, in, in a way that's foot friendly. Whereas when, when these paths that are laid down with gravel and, and concrete and such, and when, especially when they start to fail and they'll get ridges, they'll get cracks and, and all kinds of rough edges. Then, you know, I start to go, man, this is not like, this would be so much easier to walk on barefoot if it wasn't <laughs> paved, you know, if they just left it alone or got rid of all this stuff or return it to its natural state. It, I didn't expect to become, uh, environmentally minded, but it's, it opened me up to this idea of taking a look at the earth in a new way and wanting to be in sync and in harmony with the natural world. And instead of being opposed to it or trying to uh, cover it in some artificial surface and in an effort to so-called protect us or make our lives easier, you know, and starting to ask the questions of what is it really, is this stuff really helping Are you know, is having pavement everywhere and concrete everywhere? Is that a good idea? Is that something we should be doing? And looking back at the way our ancestors lived and, and in tribes, it helped me see that how they lived and, and how can I bring more of that into my new life or into modern life. This idea of barefoot being this gateway for me and really opening me up to ancient ways of living and, and all these things I hadn't expected. And also I started to ask the question of what, as I'm searching for different uh, shoes, trying to find these these minimalist shoes and foot coverings, that I started to look into how shoes were originally made. And for the most part, they're made out of animal skins that, you know, moccasins were made out of leather and they were hand sewn and, and made. And uh, I even had a couple made for me. And so I started comparing the, you know, like looking at modern shoes, a lot of plastic, rubber, uh, toxic glues, all this real gnarly, you know, unsustainable stuff. And then, you know, the shoes don't last. They wear out after a year or two. And then where do they go? You know, you have this hunk of plastic that ends up, you know, in the landfill or on the beach or in the 
that, that doesn't, nature cannot redigest this. Whereas if we make our shoes out of, or our moccasins out of leather and using uh, other natural materials, you know, sun, plant grown uh, materials, then when we're done with them or we wear them out, we can just return them to the earth and nature naturally digests the le- the leather and twine and, and such that we would make these shoes out of. And, and it's, so it's a win-win. There's no disruption in the system. There's no uprooting of entire ecosystems. So there's no um, throwing away uh, stuff that's harmful to nature that nature can't digest or gives nature heartburn, you know? And so that, again, opened me up to this, this gateway and, and started looking at, well, okay, if we dig up oil for, to make these shoes and glues and adhesives and all this stuff, and then, you know, how do, how do we get the oil back in the earth? It, I mean, my understanding is it took thousands or millions of years for that process to happen. And here, just in a few years or a couple hundred years, we're digging it all up and turning it into other stuff and then dumping it into wherever. And it's like, that doesn't seem like a very smart or wise way of uh, living, especially making products, shoes that we don't need that are not only do we not need them, but they're killing our feet. (laughs) They're not good for us. They're destroying our bodies. You know, so like the whole process is out of whack. And, and when I look at it from the the bigger picture of, of how we're making these shoes, it just, it just blows my mind that how far off the track we've gotten from how our ancestors lived and how people, you know, in tribes, hunters, gatherers, vi- hunters and gatherers, and people lived in villages, you know, that they, they, I used to think they were just too ignorant to know how to make modern tools or shoes and things of this nature. Now I've come to believe that it it's, it's, no, these are very smart people. They, they knew the wisdom of using materials that came from the sun. In other words, the sun is this essentially infinite, uh, or at least billions of years, you know, that's a long time as far as I, I can see. And so the, the using, so the sun shines on the earth, grows plants, plants. We can use the plants either to eat or to make stuff, or the, the plants are eaten by animals that digest these plants really well and turn it into meat, to leather, to bones, to other things that we can, we and the other carnivores can use to um, live and to thrive. And it's a, it's a self-sustaining, fully um, cooperative and in sync, harmonious system that's been developed over millions and billions of years. And it works flawlessly. It works perfectly. We don't have to do anything. It's essentially free food, free materials. The sun and the plants and the animals, they do all the work for us. And all we have to do is go harvest it. And instead of, you know, putting all this effort into digging up these minerals and resources to make stuff that we don't need, it's, it's really, um, it seems crazy to me now. And, and so that, uh, and also like, it would have, a way I'm, <laughs> the flip side of that is the way I'm living now would have seemed crazy to me 10 years ago especially 20 years ago, you know, I couldn't imagine being barefoot and seeing the world the way I do now uh, and wanting to use less and especially materials that are sustainable and renewable and plant and animal based. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's been quite the, the full circle or full coming around and 180 degrees kind of transition for me. And And it all started by just wanting to keep up with my wife, you know, wanting to run. And so that this this will be the the first 
part of the barefoot story for the barefoot podcast. The next, I, I really want to um, liberate our kids' feet and to spread this knowledge and this wisdom. So uh, I'm on the lookout. And if you know anybody, please uh, direct them my way or, or send their contact information and have parents on, have kids on who have either been raised and, and come up barefoot or have at some point had an awakening and transitioned from shoes back to barefoot and what that experience has been like for kids. And, and, um, I mean, I know for myself, a lot of times when I'm out barefoot, I will get crazy looks or even looks of disgust. You know, people like, uh, more conservative looking folks will look at me like some kind of filthy, dirty animal and like, ah, how, how dare he wear no shoes? You know, how dare he go out barefoot? It's as if I'm naked. You know, they're, they're looking at me with that kind of just astonishment. And then, you know, there are other people real curious. They're like, wow, why don't, why don't you have shoes on? You know, they, it, it's blowing their mind. They can't imagine that someone can function in the world without wearing shoes. And uh, so that part of it's fun. And then occasionally I'll come across other barefoot runners or walkers. And that's always a, a cool connection, you know, seeing somebody who's on the same, same tribe as me. And so that's fun. And so, yeah, so really want to talk to folks out there who have kids and who are on this barefoot path and the journey and, and see if we can raise awareness and, and save some kids' feet and, and in the process, save the, uh, clean up our environment by not making these toxic shoes and, and, um, and opening kids up to be connecting with the earth and being in nature and, and connecting with their bodies and knowing how they move and how they're designed to move and being aware of, of things that they might wear or put on their body that are, that might be harmful and, and, and knowing how to, um, take care of themselves. So thank you so much for listening and yeah, hope to, hope to see your feet soon and, and let's all take off our shoes and go play on the beach and go for a surf and, and run on the grass and, and climb some trees and, and have some fun together. So thank you so much for listening and I, and I hope to uh, see and hear from you soon.